Hey, this is Rob Coburn, and we are excited that you're joining with us today. If you're a part of the Summit Dover family, whether in person or online, we'd love to connect with you via social media at the Summit Dover on all social media outlets and on our website, thesummitdover.com. We can get you plugged into our app or our YouTube channel, as well as giving options and opportunities to connect with the Summit Dover family all around the world. I hope this word today encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump into the message. I speak Jesus, Jesus. We're going to keep playing that and we're going to go back to that verse, but I want to invite Abby Warner up here to share her testimony of what the Lord did this week at the Ram. Okay, so I grew up in the church. Um, every Sunday, every Wednesday, I would come, grandparents would come, take me. older I realized how hard it was to actually follow God and how hard it was to actually hold on to that and so as I came up to the youth I was really excited but then COVID happened and we didn't get much we didn't get to do much and so I just kind of lost that during everything during school during middle school I just kind of lost the faith of the God of God and so then as church camps came along, but they got canceled and I couldn't go to this and I couldn't go to that, I just kind of lost faith and I just lost hope that there was a God. I just didn't believe that there was something that he would do this, that he would set this upon my life because I couldn't do that. Because I would come into youth and I couldn't do those events. I, would, I couldn't go to summer camp. I couldn't do that stuff because he laid that upon my life because it was his fault. Because he put that there and I couldn't do it. He put it upon my life. And so then, as um, there was one coffee date, I went with Caitlin and I went with Mickey, and they said that um, I should start journaling and I should start soaping and I should start reading the Bible. And I did that for about a couple weeks, and then I just gave up because I wasn't seeing anything, because I wasn't receiving anything in the Word. And so I just gave up because. Once again, why would God put that upon my life when I can't do it, when I wasn't strong enough to hold on to something like that? And so then we started talking about the ramp and I wasn't gonna go. And to think that I wasn't gonna go right now is crazy talk for me because the amount of power and the experience and the spirit that was in that room is crazy because I've never had a spiritual experience. I've never heard a word from God. I've never prayed over someone. I have fear and I have anxiety and I've had these depressive thoughts and that I wasn't good enough, that I couldn't do this, that Kylie could go and she can speak the word of God and she can do that, but I can't. Why can't I do that? Was I just not, was I not made for it? Was I, is that not okay? Is that not me? And so then as I got into the, as I went to the ramp, I was, I was there and I was like a 10% with God. I remember talking to this with somebody, which I'm not going to expose, but I was a 10% with God and I just, I wasn't happy with that. I wasn't fulfilled. So that first night, it was a very strong message, but I was tired. I had a full day at school, so I didn't get everything I wanted to. We woke up. The second sermon of Saturday is when I let go, is when I realized the faith of God and the faith. And so there was this one, it was what Jen was talking about, a 20 year old girl, she had fear. I stood up, I have fear, I have anxiety, I had these thoughts that I just couldn't, I couldn't get away from. And 
everybody was running and they were letting go of that fear but I was still oh if I run they're gonna judge me oh if I do that they're gonna judge me I can't do that and so I was I let go then later that night before lunch um, uh, it was we did worship again and I started to let go and I felt the presence of God and I heard him and I heard all of that and I could do it and I was so excited going back to that last sermon I let completely go. I didn't care who was around me. I was worshiping. It was my time. I wasn't letting anybody take that away from me. And so I remember standing by Emily, that last worship. We were jumping, we were singing, Coburn was behind us, and we just let go. I kept running into everybody, but it was worship. And so I was just there and I was in and I was going. And then that, that hit me that I felt the presence of the Lord. And they gave us these, and I remember specifically, when she prayed over me, she said, Father, let your daughter in. I don't have a dad, I don't have that. Um, and so, I remember laying down on the ground and yelling at God, I mean yelling. The person in front of me probably heard me. But I was like, let me call you my father. I want that father, I want that father, let me call you my father. And so, <laughs> and then, I got up because everybody was standing, but then I just went right back down. I was not done. And so I remember yelling and laying on the ground and putting myself out there, sacrificing myself to God. I said, God, I sacrifice myself. Use me in any way you want me to. I feel you. I'm moving. I want to be your daughter. And so we went home that night, and I think I slept in the car, but like, you know. Um, but I just remember feeling this fulfillment that every chain fell off of me. That fear, that anxiety, those depressive thoughts, they're gone. We're done with that. I'm, a, I'm the daughter of the Lord, and that's who I'm going to stand. Because I want to speak the name of Jesus, and that's what I'm going to do. I just have to say, the Abbey that left for the ramp with us is not this Abbey. <laughs> I mean, we as leaders have seen such a transformation in their hearts, but there's something that I want to share really quick while she's still up here, and I know there's a few other people who had the same experience as Abby with fear and all that kind of stuff. That You don't have to be at the ramp for that to happen. That can happen right now. But I want them to be empowered to do that. So if you have struggled with the spirit of fear, if you have struggled with anxiety, if you have struggled with depression, I want you to come forward and I have a few students who were set free from that this weekend and they are passionate to lay hands on you and to tell it that it has to go. They are so excited and we trust them. They have been transformed. And so I think right now, we're just gonna have you come forward if that's something you struggle with. We're gonna keep singing this song and I want Abby and Emma and Kylie and Lexi and Emily to lay hands on them, onto you guys and speak that it has to leave. Because guess what? We're not here just to get excited that they got a word. We're here to experience it and be commissioned in the word that they got to. So we're just gonna keep singing this and I'll take your mic, but um, I just want you guys to surrender it all. Come down here, I know it's terrifying, but we're talking about fear and you're gonna go back without it, so it's great. So come forward if that's something you struggle with. They're gonna pray for you and we're gonna continue to sing this song about Jesus because he can make it leave. Jesus, I just want to speak the name of Jesus.
supposed to come up here and just emphasize what everyone has been saying about freedom. Now you see these kids and what they experienced in freedom and you might be thinking in your mind, well they're kids, but that is for every single one of you out there. Because the mission, the mission doesn't stop in this building, it's just an extension. It's a hand into the world that is so broken right now, so desperate, just, it breaks my heart to see the world where it's at today. So I just, please, if you need, if you need freedom, if you need that anxiety, whatever it is, if you need that, breaking up, broken off your life, please just come up here and experience what everybody experienced because that is what the world needs right now and it's what we need in this community and when it starts in this community it's only going to go deeper and farther but it start it has to start somewhere it has to start somewhere so that's just what i want to echo thank you i just want to see the name of jesus
church camp for a couple years and I would I wouldn't really try to feel the Holy Spirit I wouldn't really try to feel God there were these distractions around me these these distractions of people staring at me of people looking at me of how I worship Jesus and I was always so afraid that my friends would make fun of me for my faith and, you know, I would feel him a little bit at camp, but not the full presence of Jesus, where to the point I fall on my knees and I speak in tongues. And this weekend, I experienced that for the first time. And, you know, uh, Karen said, that to not worry about what other people are thinking around you, to just focus on Jesus, his face, his glory, 
not, not worrying about if people are staring at you, whether they're making fun of you of how like you jump and you dance and you speak in tongues, like no. It is between you and God alone. And at the ramp, I experienced that. I was on my knees shaking, shaking with the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues. I don't even know where I went. I was, I was gone. I was not here. I was just with Jesus at that moment. And I wish that moment would have never ended. But now I get to do that every day. In my bedroom or wherever. I can worship Jesus anywhere. You can worship Jesus anywhere you want. And I wanna encourage you to do that too. Don't be ashamed of your faith. In your school, in work, in any social area, I don't want you to worry about what other people are thinking about your faith. I want you to just praise Him and worship Him every single day that you breathe. He changed everything. He changed my perspective on my life. And I'm not ashamed anymore. So you shouldn't be either. There are certain moments in worship in which we can't move forward. As we were worshiping, we've been praying and praying and praying that a moment like this would happen. And I believe we can't move forward until we acknowledge what's happening right now. You see, we've been praying that the Lord would walk in the room, that his tangible presence, we know we feel his presence, but that he would come and sit and transform who we are. This song says that we empty out our vial on the floor. We give everything that we are. As he walks in the back door, I just see him walking up the aisle. He wants to touch you. So as we sing this song, I want you to picture him walking in the room. He's sitting here. He's in the room. He's here. Are you going to worship him like he's here? See, it's not about just a worship service. We can sing songs. We can have testimonies. But to truly be transformed by the Lord, we have to acknowledge his presence in our midst. And we have to allow him to change who we are. Otherwise, we go right back to what we were doing yesterday. So instead of just changing our perspective, thank you, Emma. We get our perspective changed in his presence. I think this is a holy moment in which we change our posture. I want you to picture the Lord here in this chair. 
And as we sing this song, I want you to worship him. You can sing a new song to him. You can tell him all about what you believe you need, what, what he offers you, who he is. But right now, make an altar where you are in the presence of the Lord and allow him to change you, to transform you. Till all of me is on 
it sounds like the waters Your eyes are full of fire Fairer than the signs of men Your name is pure and holy For you alone are worthy There is none beside you, Lord of lords And King of kings I give you all my worship of worship we've been in a series called stand and Luke 15 there's a parable a parable of two sons and Jesus speaks this out and he says and there was a certain man that had two sons and the younger of them said to his father father give me the portion of goods that falls to me so he divided to them his livelihood and many days after, the younger son gathered all together. You see, we preached this wrong for so long, I believe. We preached that the man ran off, the boy ran off, he squandered all that he had. This is actually a picture of the kingdom and the father and his heart for you. That's what it's about. But I want to share this with you this morning. It says that the younger son came to the father and said, give me all that is mine. We begin to fall into turmoil when we actually claim ownership of something that's not ours. But when he took ownership of it, it became his. And when we take ownership of something, it will always deplete. It will always run out. Now, interestingly, the word father means source. So he went to his source and he said, source, give me what is mine. Give me the exact portion that is mine for my inheritance. And then it says, after a few days, the younger son gathered all together. That means he gathered everything that was his. Some people have 
and gathering all that's theirs and then it runs out. He takes that and he goes into a far land and it says in verse 14, but when he had spent everything, there arose a famine in the land and he began to be in want. When you take ownership of something, see religion would tell you to take ownership of what we're experiencing right now. We're actually in the source right now. We're in the Father right now. So he took possession and he went out and lost it. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. Ooh, come on. When we walk away from our source, we become entangled with, with another country. We become a slave to another country. When we walk away from the presence of the Lord, we become a slave to another country. And what we've been, what we've been talking about this weekend is, is that we can get into the presence of the Lord and that's amazing. It's an experience. But what we're asking the Lord for is a sustained work of his presence, that we are in the source, that we are with the source. And that's what you're experiencing right now. And he said he would gladly be filled because he was starving. He said then after he joined himself to a citizen of that country, he sent him, this, the country abused him and sent him to be with the swine. Some people have attached themselves to this world and the world will treat you like swine. And it will give you just enough food to sustain you, but not enough for you to thrive. When we leave our source, when we leave our source, we come into alignment with the world, we will always be in want. If your heart is in want this morning, it's not because God has moved, it's because you've moved. Your source hasn't moved. Verse 17, this is what I've been praying all morning long. But when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare and I will perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. When we are encountered, when we are encountered and in, involved in the world and encapsulated in the world, the interesting thing about this story is that when he came back to the father, he had the world's mentality. He wanted the father to make him a slave because that's all that the world could make him and give him. And he came back to the father and he said, Father, make me a slave. I just want to be the least in your house because at least I'll be taken care of. Some of you have come back to the Lord with that attitude. But I want you to hear what the father says. He arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him. His father was looking. His father was standing for his son. Now I believe that the beginning of the greatest awakening that America has ever seen and this world has ever seen is going to begin when lost sons come home. When your sons and daughters who've walked away from God, they come home. When you, as an adult, come home 
That's the beginning. That's the sign that God is ready to move. He says, his father saw him. He had compassion on him. He ran to him. The father's not waiting for you. All you have to do is turn in his direction and he sees you and he'll run to you. He will run to you. He fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe. Put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. For this son was dead. When you're involved in the world and your world is your source, you're dead. You're dead. There's no life in you. You are a slave to a system. He said, my son was dead and is alive again. He's come back to the source. He was lost and is now found and then began to be merry. Now the real critique of this story comes next. It is the son who stayed at home who is always a part of the source. And he had an attitude about it. And when the party was going on, he was sitting in his room. And he was saying, I can't believe all this is happening for that little run. That one who took all the stuff and wasted it. father said to him your brother has come and because he has received him safe he has received him safe and sound your father has killed the fatted calf but he was angry and would not go therefore the father came and pleaded with him so he answered him and said to his father lo these many years I've been serving you I've never transgressed your commandment at any time and yet you never gave me your goat that I might even be merry with my friends but as soon as this son of yours There was a transfer of ownership. Now he's your son. Ooh, come on. But as soon as this son of yours, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him and said to him, son, you're always with me. The father said, son, you are always with me and all I have is yours. It was right that we should be merry and be glad for your brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. Some of you this morning, as you've watched what's happened, you've thought, I'm not worthy to go back to the Father. I've been in all this stuff. All you have to do is turn in his direction and he will run to you. I find it interesting that he gave the rope and then he gave a ring and there's a significant thing about the ring this morning. The ring brought authority. It brought relationship. And it brought a name. Jesus wants to give you his name to transform who you are. You see, he could take that ring and he could go anywhere. And when he went, he would stamp that ring or people would see that ring and say, oh, he's in relationship with that family. God wants to do that to you this morning. He wants to do that for you. You maybe have been with the source your whole life, 
You've never left. You've never done anything. I love that there was a there was a guy up there that graduated high school at the ramp. Uh, he graduated high school. He just joined the ramp, and he said, "Listen, I'm thankful. I grew up in a Christian home. I don't have that testimony." But what I do want to thank God for is he protected me. So maybe that's you. Maybe you're in the house. Maybe you've been in the house your whole life. But are you with the source, your father? As they continue to sing, if there's someone in your life that is on that journey, Maybe they've been with the source their whole life, but they're indignant when someone, when someone gets a blessing. Woo. I want you to speak out their name. I want you to speak over them. I want you to intercede for them right now. This is a holy moment. If there's someone who's away, who's walked away from the Lord, The scriptures tell us it's our job. We have the ministry of reconciliation. We are connection agents to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's our job. He's done all that he did on the cross. It's our job to minister reconciliation one to another. What better way right now than through prayer, through interceding for those around us. And maybe today, it's not someone that you know on the journey of of the, the man who stayed at home. Maybe it's not the one that's on the journey of the way away. Maybe you're the one. And today I come to tell you that the Father, His heart has been seeking you, looking for you through the broken relationship, the bad marriage, the addiction, the thing He's been pursuing you, He's been praying. You see, but the Son took His inheritance, took ownership of it, and left. The Father didn't chase Him. If you want to take ownership of the world, then go ahead, but the Father will be here when you decide to turn around. So today might be your day. So as they worship, as they sing in his presence, as we just rest here for a moment, I want you to begin to speak out the name of the person. I want you to intercede for them. I give you all my worship. I give you all my worship. I give you all my worship. For you alone are God. I give you all Beside you, Lord of Lords, 
today you've never accepted Jesus there's going to be more testimonies there's going to be more things going on that you can celebrate with but Romans 3 says it this way but now the righteousness of God apart from the law is revealed being witnessed by the law and the prophets even the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ to all and on all who believe for there is no difference for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I had a conversation with Emma after one of the services and I said, the Lord is all over you. What's in your heart? What is God doing to you? said, I have a heart and a passion for these people. I was interceding for people. I was, I was standing in the gap. Well, if you've, never, if you've never met Jesus, and I'm not talking about saying a prayer. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying meeting the man and having relationship. Then I can assure you, I can assure you this morning that there have been many intercessors that are right down here on the floor all around that have been interceding for you this morning. That you would make the choice to say, I may not know all the details, but what I do know is I am not a good Lord of my own life. For I have wandered off and I have spoiled things. I've taken ownership of things I shouldn't. Some of you have taken ownership of broken relationships that you have nothing to take ownership for. Nothing. And it's weighted you down. It's weighted you down. And God is saying, today I want to take all that off of you. So if that's you online, in the room, it doesn't matter. Would you surrender your life to the Lord today? Would you say, listen, I've made a mess of it. We've all, every believer has come to this point in their life when they've said, I've messed it up. I've tried it. I've messed it up. Lord, I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want to have a relationship with you. 
I want to call you Father. I want all that you as my source can give me to make me whole. You see, the problem with living in sin is that there's pieces of you that God doesn't have access to. Living in sin, we protect those vulnerabilities and we don't allow God in those places. But when we surrender to him and say, Lord, you can have my life, you can take it and use it for whatever you want. So the last part of the ramp, they went through the martyrs of the faith. And they said, we have to be prepared that one day we may have to surrender all for the cause of Christ. Do you surrender all to him? Are you willing to give everything to him? When they asked if you wanted to come forward for prayer, if you're willing to make the sacrifice for Jesus, even the ultimate one, in persecution, these youth ran forward faster than anyone else. And my question for you is, is that you today? Are you making a commitment to him and saying, I will give everything that I am to receive all that you've done so that you can be the Lord over my life? If that's you, I want you to stand. If that's you at home, we won't see you through the camera. The Holy Spirit sees you though. And looking throughout the room, amen, that's great. But my question is, are you willing to give it all? As we watch Watchman Nee and Bonhoeffer and the people who were martyred for Jesus, are you at a place in your life where you're willing to say, I give it all to Jesus? If that's you, I want you to stand this morning all around the room. We've got lots more going on, but if you're willing to give the Lord everything that you are, I want you to stand in faith. We're going to sing more this morning. But there's a significance in your posture right now as there was earlier. Father, today I pray over those online. And those in the room that have made a choice that you would be Lord of their life, they just said, Lord, come in. Be the Lord over my life. I don't know how to do it anymore. I've messed it up. Lord, I ask that you would invade their lives, that you would transform them, that they would never be the same from this moment on. And for those here today who have said, Lord, I want you to change me and you've done a good job so far, but I want you to change me more so that I can stand in the evil day and give everything that I have, even my life. Lord, I ask that you would bless this house today for the faith to stand. For we can stand on you, the solid rock. Sounding.
of what happens but what actually transpires in the spirit because when they break through the water coming up everything that they've carried their whole lives stays in here now I've never met this pastor I've never been to the church although I will someday but in Dawsonville Georgia there's a church that has been doing this for 300 weeks every single service and when people come out of the water, they don't just become transformed in the spirit, but they become transformed in the flesh. And so I believe that as I'm in the water, they're in the water, that when they come out, it won't just be a, a spiritual transformation, but it will be a physical transformation. That the manifestation of the kingdom of God will rest on them. That they will feel tangibly different. That their bodies will be healed, their minds will be clear that they won't go back. So I would love for you, you can stand, you can sit, but I want you to join in celebrating what's about to happen. And as the team plays, they're going to continue to play, but whoever's first, you can head on over. Just somebody, somebody head over. Emma's going
then this church wants to join you in this celebration of baptism today. over Emma. We just thank you, Lord, that she's made this choice. We thank you, Lord, for what you've done in her and through her to this point. But Lord, we're expecting acceleration over her life. Lord, may the kingdom of God be revealed in this woman. In Jesus' name, amen. next don't worry after they're all three done i'm gonna ask you so you're welcome to come and just get up here and get ready we've got towels and things clothes dry out saying it's warm right now just so you know (laughs) 
before, but like when I was little and like my siblings were getting baptized and all my friends were getting baptized, so I was like, okay, let's get baptized because like that was the cool thing because everybody else was doing it. And well, over this weekend, I was on the knee, on my knees, on the ground crying, and something told me in my heart that I needed to renew my vows to him and I needed to be truthful to him this time. And then after that, Abby came over to me and Abby told me I needed to get baptized. And then some random person, I don't know who this person was, but this random person came over to me, laid hands on me and said, you need to renew your vows, get baptized. And that just laid really heavily on my heart. And I went, and after the service, I texted my mom and I was like, mom, I need to get baptized, I need to do this. And I just want to renew my vows to him and this time stay truthful to him and preach his word and get more people to be here because this feeling is amazing and it hurts my heart to know people don't feel this way people don't want to feel this way when they can when there's a love for them that they can experience and yeah on that declaration to life shirts if anyone else wants to make a whim decision today if the Lord tells you to get baptized. Well, this isn't the only time. There will be many more times in which this will stay full so we can do this whenever we want. And, uh, and God is about to do something amazing in this city. God is about to do something amazing in this region. One of the speakers said on Saturday, in fact, I think it was Miss Karen, somebody can correct me, but she said, if it's just one youth, it can transform a youth group. If it's one youth group, it can transform a church. If it's one church, it can transform a city, and if it's one city, it can transform the world. Well, I believe that our kids have encountered some amazing things this week, and we love them. We wanna do everything we can to give them places to grow and to launch out into what God's called them to do. And uh, we are just super stoked as leaders of this house to have all these kids just getting empowered by the Lord to do great things. So would you pray with me? I just want to pray over them. I know they're walking out, but so Lord, today, I just thank you for these youth 
you say in your word that if we just come to you as children, we can experience your transformation even easier because we don't come with all the bags of religion. We don't come with all the, the craziness that the world would want to put on us. Lord, I pray that the spirit of this moment, this time, would permeate every heart in this room, those online. Lord, help us to walk in newness of life with you, in a communion with you that sees transformation in our families, our relationships, our bodies, our cities, our jobs, that we could be your hands and feet in this world. Help us to walk in freedom. Help us to see freedom for others. In Jesus' name, amen. I, I want you to take this as a challenge, and I know they're going to sing other songs, but I want you to take this as a challenge. See the God and the freedom in everyone around you, because when you see it in others, you can draw it out of them, and they can find the freedom that you have in Jesus. Maybe they'll end up up here, maybe they won't, but what I do know is that when they encounter him, it's complete transformation. We're going to do one more song, and I can't wait till the girls get back in here, but this song is about freedom, and I know that there's three girls that just experienced another level of freedom, and I know that all of us have a level of freedom in Jesus. So I want you to engage in this song, please, because it is way more fun when people dance with us.
enjoyed today's message, I would like to encourage you to like it and share it on all social media platforms or jump on the website, thesummitdover.com or the app and click the giving link and help us continue to share the message of the kingdom across the world. God bless you and have an awesome week.